Yeah. Consider this question. Hmm. Consider this question. Consider this question. Consider this question. Consider this question. Welcome to the podcast. The conversation you're about to hear took place with Jim Johnson, Paul Weiss, and me, Steve Broadway, on May 20th, 2015. We had just experienced a couple of days of getting away with the entire church staff. And we thought it would be interesting to answer the question, why do we go on retreat? We hope you get some fun insight and enjoy our conversation. All right, we're on retreat, and we are going to talk about what we're doing, uh, why we do this. We've been going on retreat for some number of years, and it's something we do twice a year. Uh, and they have there's a slightly different focus on the one we do in the spring and the one we do in the fall. So I wanted to explore a little bit uh, what we do and kind of why we do it, what we think the benefits are, and you know, kind of any scriptural influence in the in the the, the thought process. Um, so I think Jim, I want to start with asking you to describe the two different retreats that we do as a staff and kind of the purpose behind them. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we started this at least the the fall I got here, uh, which would be in two thousand four, and we just knew that there would be uh, a real need for us to get away and to talk very specifically together on what the next year is going to look like. And so in the fall of 04, we got together to talk about all of 05. And that's basically how we have operated uh, in the past, our fall retreats, basically um, looking at calendar and looking at what happened uh, during the last year. Or uh, those, that's, that, that actually evolved in 2005 when we would even spend some time at our planning retreat talking about those families that we need to thank God for and to celebrate. And we kind of list the families by name and isn't it neat to see? And isn't that an awesome experience? Um, and then another thing that we love to do is, is to even kind of think forward about, you know, what families are we concerned that are falling through the cracks, um, that are, are pulling away for, you know, reasons that we know about or reasons that we don't know about. Sometimes it's relational problems or struggles or busyness. Sometimes it's because things are going really well in life or the kids are traveling with uh, different sporting or dance activities or things like that. And we just want to make sure that we're praying for and aware of those kinds of things. And so that's what we have done in the past on our fall retreats, which is now has switched over to our spring retreats. Um, so this past uh, year, or sorry, this past retreat, we spent some time planning for the rest of uh, 2015 and then all the way up through 2016. We try to follow the school year in terms of our planning. And so when we're planning and looking ahead, there, there's the, sort of what I would call the tactical part of that, which is calendar next 12 months. But then we also had a long conversation about a higher level thinking. Right. So just talk about that a little bit, I guess. Paul, you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I think Jim has alluded to it several times, but I, I love it uh, in that for 12 months uh, throughout the whole year, we're, we're focusing on in things. We're doing ministry. And so it's day to day. And uh, as we like to say, uh, Sunday does come. And so there are responsibilities and the things that just need to be done. A trip is coming. We plan, we gas up vehicles, we take them down and get them fixed. We, we do all of those things that we call ministry, which we love. Mm -hmm. But when we are just solely focused on the end part of what we do, it is sometimes um, 
to our detriment that we miss out on why we do what we're doing and are we actually doing it well? And so that is what we call an on. And so a lot of the things that we generate that come actually to Sunnybrook that, that actually make it to a Sunday or make it to our calendar is because of time spent together out here at the lake, uh, thinking about why God has put us here to do this and how we can better uh, be responsible for the people that God has put in our place uh, th- that we have to to move them towards uh, following Christ and loving Him more. It also it gives us an opportunity to recognize when something may have run its course. You know, so so we make a, co- a course correction isn't just always add 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 add. Sometimes you have to let go of things as well, and that's not always easy to recognize when you're just working in it every day, digging the ditch. You know, in the trenches, uh, doing the nuts and bolts. You kind of have to step back and take a breath and pray together and sing together and then, and then kind of vision cast and talk and seek the Lord. Well, we talk about um, that it's just important for us going on the on and the in that Paul just described in your ministry, meaning mm-hmm. the day-to-day and then on your ministry, kind of where are we going? And it's interesting to just stop and say, it's much like being on a journey and you're so trying to make sure you don't whatever fall out of the boat that you're only focusing on paddling, 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 paddling. And then all of a sudden, when you look up, you realize, wow, I'm headed in the wrong direction. And we can do that in ministry. We can do that. We can get so excited about an idea. And if we're not um, depending upon the Holy Spirit and seeking its wisdom, um, if we're not even relying on each other, I mean, the Holy Spirit speaks through you guys. And so um, when we've got people, uh, when Ryan Bennett's sharing what he's excited about with our youth ministry and how does that fit in with what Morgan is doing and with what Paul and Ryan are doing with adult ministries, sometimes we can get so wrapped up in this is what we got to do and we got to have it ready. Are you ready? Wednesday's coming and encounter's going to start again. Um, if we, if that's all we ever do, then I think sometimes we look up and we say, wow, not that we're doing anything bad or sinful or wrong, but this, I don't think this is where the spirit is ultimately wanting us to go. And we need to just stop and make sure we're headed in the right direction. And sometimes we'll also, you know, talk about foundational things. Um, the things that we value reaffirm those don't change really mission no. doesn't change and, yep. and the things that we value and hold hold dear those don't change but things like the vision that we have or the methods we use or those things can change so we we talked yesterday some some about that uh any reflection on on that aspect mm, of the discussion yeah about? i mean there are there are so many things that probably uh our church proper is unaware of as far as when we start talking about strategic planning and, and even they've heard maybe things like go gather, grow or the seven prayers. But when it gets to the nuts and bolts of of what we do, it's, it's not necessarily that we're keeping it from them. It's just that probably too much information that will only confuse them. And so actually this year specifically adding so many different new people to our staff (laughs) that have come on, it was a great time to stop and pause and, remind ourselves of, of really the foundation in which we're, we're, we're springing from. And so uh, I know we, we've come, probably will come away from this actually needing to do more work uh, at the uh, AMT, which is the adult ministry level and the, the family ministry levels. So breaking down even our large staff and, and talking through some of those as we, we tackle things that we always tackle, like evangelism and discipleship and those kinds of things, community. And so uh, those are always very, very valuable. And this gives us a time to pause, to not only have those conversations uh, intentionally as we meet together, but as around the edges, around a meal or those who wake up early or those who stay up late or those who like to be on the water and those who like to contemplate. It's just there's these conversations that are happening that you guys aren't aware of that are very powerful yeah. uh, to our 
uh, our community as, as a staff that has a responsibility to you, but also uh, as we reflect and as we ask God, what are you saying in the midst of this? And so uh, I love uh, an opportunity to, to be still for two or three or, or, or days or longer and to hear God, uh, maybe clearly, because I'm not thinking about, but Wednesday night I have this. Yeah. So that is very, very, very helpful. Yeah, that's what, that's what I get trapped in is that I just get so used to, uh, you know, I'm writing a sermon or preparing a lesson. You know, we, we're all doing that. Uh, sometimes we just don't have even the opportunity to hear from other people. I mean, I think everybody's on the same page I'm on. And we see each other a lot. It's not like it's not like we don't are we're not we're constantly having conversations. And I love it when someone like Morgan, um, you know, she spoke up yesterday and and she just said very 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 clearly, I feel like sometimes I'm on a different page than you guys. And it's it's because there's so much to our story from 2004 until last year that she only you know either heard about or is kind of caught around the edges. And she's saying it seems like you guys are reading from a script um, that I'd love to have. And that that I mean I needed to hear that so that we could find a way to make sure that we're all on the same page. Sure. We got to participate in the development and the genesis of all of that. So it's been internalized within us for a very long time. And then you kind of forget, oh yeah, they just came a year ago and didn't have the the privilege or opportunity of tracking through that from its inception. So you got to kind of step back and go, okay, let us, let us track you through this so that you can get to the point where you, you know what the, the fundamental values are that we have that pr- provide sort of the boundaries and the focus and the foundation for what we do. The cool thing, I, I thought one of the cool things yesterday, though, was as we, we talked about all those things and then reflected on what it is that we do, we realized that what we have described really is who we are down deep. So it's not like we're imposing these uh, values or rules or things that are foreign to us or are artificial or feel forced. They, they really reflect who we are. Yeah, yeah, there's no blood transfusion needed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all bleed this. And so we all, right. we have this in us. And, uh, you know, as, as we talk about this, of course, my mind is flooded with a lot of things. And, and one of the things that kind of comes from that is that uh, communication happens at every facet of the levels. And so uh, I think maybe a lot of you are unaware that every Monday we gather together and we, we walk through specific things like people that visited to people who are in the hospital, to events that are happening on yeah. property, to uh, probably a couple times a year, Jim will remind us of, of some common bonds that we, we carry as a staff. And as we work as a staff, calling it grace and trust and freedom. And, and those things are embedded in, in, in the DNA of who we are. We bleed those things. But there's a reminder. There's, a, there's also a constant warning about those kinds of things in love. Uh, but, but at the essence of who we are, we, we, have, to, we have to move from that uh, and then be reminded. Uh, I love, even as we are going through the gospel in the Patriarchs series, there is a constant reminder of God reminding them of who they are, their identity, and where they're heading. And that's the same for us, that God reminds us yeah. of who we are in him and what particularly he has set out for us in a town we call Stillwater in Payne County. And so having the opportunity to get away and to step and, and to do the, the, the thousand foot look down upon that and then look to God and, and have his leading is, is critical yeah. for us as a staff. I like how you said, Paul, we don't need a blood transfusion. And it's not so much that we think we're relatively healthy, which I think we think we are. Um, uh, and then there's lots of evidence to that. But here's, here's the other thing is that we all have friends in ministry. And one of the biggest struggles that they have is they go away to a conference or even to a retreat and they try to reinvent themselves. So they've read a book. Uh, we were talking this morning about a book by Randy Frazee that was pretty influential on my life. It's been very influential on Paul. So it's, it's affected us. But yet 
our goal has never been to try to recreate what Randy did at Pantigo or what he's right now doing in San Antonio. And so we're able to really kind of stay in touch with our, with not just with our people. It's not about how do we respond to our people's needs as much as it is, how do we respond to what God wants us to do with our people? And we're part of that whole mix. And so when you're talking about no blood transfusion needed or CB, you were talking about how this becomes a natural part. It also becomes a very natural part for, for us to ask the question with the addition of, of some new ministers to our team, what are, uh, what are some things that, where the Holy Spirit is leading and what are some th- new things that we need to look at? So although leadership development and equipping people and um, gospel presentation are always going to be at the core, how do we respond to what the Holy Spirit is doing? Paul, you, t- you love to talk about people that are come in at 101 and how that begins to shape where we go as a church. So it's not just a matter of new staff right. people, right. but this last year we've had, you know, Mm-hmm. A lot of new people join yes. the church, and we got to respond to that too, right? Because I mean, there's a responsibility to them as we uh, invite people, as you even bring people that you work yeah. with, and neighbors and family members, and and we start to to deal with them on a on a dealing with what you do with God level and how that fleshes out into their responsibilities as the body of Christ. That is one of the favorite things that I think we do, especially in this uh, spring retreat, is to to count these things as joys to us. I mean, Paul talks about counting all joy when you face trials, but I think there's a there's a responsibility to have this sense of joy that God gives, this peace that he gives. And a lot of that is, is as we remind ourselves and we stop and we just even popcorn names of people yeah. uh, that are your names uh, in our body that that just that our heart it puts us in a mood of worshiping God for what he has done. I mean, it's fun to hear from a text as we hear from uh, you, as you text us, not knowing that even we're away and, and you're hearing things such as a lawn mowing team and, a, and an individual that's new to this church that has jumped on last night and mowed before the rain and just the joy of that. That is who we are because we are not just the one who leads worship or who preaches on Sunday morning or opens the door in an orange shirt. We are actually the people that, that see that I am a part of something bigger than myself. And so that is our mission. And if we ever lose sight or we, like we say, we wander away from the mission of who God has called us to be, we end up in, in some scary places yeah. that are driven by self. Uh, and so it is, it is a great moment to come back and be put on, on center with God and what God is moving us to do. Well, let's, let's uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about the other retreat, because it has a very different focus than yeah. the one we just talked about. This, yeah. this one is you know, nuts and bolts, vision, very church-focused, very um, calling-focused in terms of what our specific assignments are and responsibilities. But then we have one that is more spiritual development, right? So, so Jim, why don't you set the stage yeah. for that time that we spend the other retreat of the year? And these are two days apiece, typically, and then yep. a few of us will hang out the next morning and, and do a few more things. But yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, I've been getting teased a lot, and I won't say who it is because Diane doesn't like it when I mention her by name, but... Diane likes to laugh and say, I don't think this is actually called a retreat because we just work all the time. And I think part of the problem is, is that especially for us three, right? Uh, um, and even for the rest of them, but for us three, it, I don't even know if it feels like work when we're sitting and talking about and it celebrating. It doesn't feel like work. I'll confirm that. Like that's, it's a, it's a joy. Like, yeah. um, it is, a, I mean, I like how Paul described when we're mentioning names of people whose lives are changing that doesn't seem like work. So when we say retreat, uh, and although we do take time to laugh and have fun, and um, it seems like our stuff begins early in the morning and runs sometimes can run pretty late at night. Uh, but 
where do we ever have time to just stop and to collectively dig our own wells? Um, there's that's kind of a metaphor that they use in the preaching world that if you if you're never priming your own well, if you're not digging your own well, that in the end the water runs shallow or the water run water runs stale, and so there has to become not just the regular let's you know make sure we're reading our Bible and praying and doing solitude and those things throughout the year, but how do we come together and say, hey, let's collectively talk about uh, a topic. Let's collectively talk about what solitude is going to look like over this next year. We've we've uh, we've brought in guest speakers via uh, podcasts and different mm, things yeah. like that, and would allow them to speak truth into our lives. We've had a number of different topics where we're trying to ask, like, how do we grow as followers of Jesus Christ? And so that used to be our, um, let me get this right. That used to be our. Spring retreat, right. and now that is our fall retreat. Right. And so this fall we'll come back. I forget when it is. October, I think, mm-hmm. is what we've got planned. Some some couple days in October, and we're gonna we're gonna attack something else and try to ask the question: How do we become more like Christ? And what are some intentional ways we can do that? I think about Stephen Covey years ago talking about sharpening the saw. You know, if you just keep sawing the trees, and the saw gets really dull, and the work gets harder, and eventually you burn out. And so for me, these those, those times away really provide a lot of fuel. Yeah, the joy is is a lot of fuel, you know. It's time to draw to draw close to the Lord, and in a very personal. Well, we do it collectively, but also it's a very personal thing, where I have the opportunity to be reminded, uh, you know, at the core, like why I'm even here, and it's because I'm I'm a follower of Jesus. I've been called. It's my relationship with Him, and He is my ultimate, you know, the God that I worship and draw near to and draw strength from and and wisdom from. Um, it, it's a it's a magical time, and and not. Not that it can't happen anywhere else, but I, I, I've always been a proponent of, of getting away um, to do some of those things. And when you talk about listening, whether it is a podcast that someone or we get convicted from, just reading the book of Mark together or, or those kinds, or even in worship, I, I just, we're up in the upstairs room at the Carpenter's Cabin. And as I look out this window, I, I just, my mind is going back to people sitting in different places, yeah. people who are no longer a part of our staff. Uh, and for very good reason, not not a bad situation, but just as we've shared the brokenness in, in our own personal struggle yeah. individually, but as, as a family, uh, the families that we come from that bring us to this place. And, and uh, you know, I, I just, I don't want to uh, ever take that for granted. And I value that. That is, that is a huge um, asset to me uh, because what we're doing is not a not really about a paycheck, and it's not about retirement so much as it is about uh, how we live well and living well in community, and living well as as a community is called to responsibility. I mean, it, it, this is a powerful room. This is a holy place because God moved us and moved me individually, uh, convicted me that I was able to repent well with my brothers and sisters who surrounded me, and vice versa. Huge, huge, huge. I love it when we cry. I mean, yeah. and it does happen. It does happen. I mean, I love it when we get kind of caught up in what the Holy Spirit is doing, and it's not just, "Hey, how can we help our people?" But it's, "Let me tell you where I'm." You know, I, I where I don't. I mean, I've I've, I've expressed some. Uh, you know, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm. I wonder sometimes how much I'm misunderstood, and I I I don't want anyone to misunderstand me. I really don't want, uh, you know, the elders at the church or the staff, especially or my life group. I really don't want them to misunderstand. Um, where I make some mistakes. And so I had to just be honest and vulnerable. And Paul, 
I think you probably cried more than anybody in this room. Yeah. So I, I get, I, but I mean, but they're special moments. Like I'm you crying now. So. <laughs> well, and that tends to happen more in the the spiritual development retreat yes. than the planning retreat. I mean, there yeah. there there are times when we're doing the planning when you get caught, but because we're so focused on the Lord and on spiritual things, well, it's all spiritual. Everything's spiritual, right? But you know what I mean. It's more of a devotional time of reflection, and it can go deep in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, and that's you know we probably need to do a better job, um, not just with this podcast, but even letting the congregation know, our brothers and sisters, you know how to how to even pray for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, th- I think something. This is my personal thing is that I don't know how much I need. Uh, well, I've got enough people concerned about my schedule in terms of how crazy it can be. Um, but when I'm thinking about the retreat, it's not so much um, a getaway. As much as it is, Paul, you described it like as a as a refocus, as a time to mm-hmm. not to get rid of certain distractions, mm-hmm. and then to to focus on others, and that's the reason why I have coveted this time um, with you guys is that there's just no way as many conversations as we have in the hallways and in our classrooms, there's just something different when the environment is completely different. It is different, and you mentioned earlier that we affirm amongst ourselves that we have a healthy culture, and all of us have seen other unhealthy places enough. To really, I think, know and have some, have a relatively objective view of that. But this is a component of being healthy. I think it's essential. And, you know, when I talk to uh, guys on and gals on teams that don't do this and describe what we do, even our Monday meetings, if you don't have that, they just long for the opportunity to work closely with people they love and enjoy being with and it, it is a thing that strengthens us, that propels us, that creates momentum, that's mm-hmm. God honoring. And yeah, speaking it, to that it's point, it, it, it's awesome, Steve. Because I mean, part of one of my passions is is those who are in the local ministry and and understanding that um, we're not the largest church, uh, but we are more unique in that we have. I mean, several. I can go down the hallway and I can run in and have a conversation with someone that I work with on a regular basis. Um, in ministry and talk life and ministry on a regular basis. I have that opportunity at my beck and call all the time. And I just so many uh, young men and women that I know that I work across with other things that I'm a part of in ministry that are, you know, maybe the only person on a staff or maybe there's two and one's part-time or, mm-hmm. or they don't have that. And so they communicate well because there's only two, but they just don't have the community that happens with, with, with the, the purpose of communication taking place. And, and that reminds me of, of just how critical that is and how, how special of a gift that is that we are having right now. And the other part of that is we talk about maybe you can't come and join us on this retreat. We'd love, like Jim said, pray for us. But like Monday mornings is really fun because there are no extra seats. Uh, and so we would encourage you, if you ever on a Monday morning at about 8.55 wanted to join us uh, in the library and just kind of walk through and then go eat lunch with us, we'd love to buy that. You're always welcome to that. And this is, this is what makes us special because this isn't superficial. And so... When we invite you to Monday, is because there is really nothing for us that we're talking about that you can't be aware of. Yeah. Um, and we want you to be a part because because we care. We think about how we can serve you better as we glorify Christ, but at the same time partner with you. And so this is not a closed door meeting, and and mm-hmm. uh, and we invite you to be and partner with us in that. We loved it when uh, Linda and Kim came in recently, and they got a chance. It was their first time. They brought us breakfast on behalf of the Stephen Ministry team, and. Uh, it was it was really kind of fun to just catch them afterwards, and they were just 
so grateful for our time together. And, uh, you know, one of the things that makes it important for us to realize is, is that we're not just in behavior modification. We're not just trying to get people to be nicer and kinder and sweeter. We're really trying to become like Christ, which will demand community. And therefore, we need to be a part of that. I think that's one of the one of the big reasons why these retreats become so critical. And it can't just be a day retreat because we need that extra time to spend life together. So that's why the invitation that Paul just made really is from our heart. Well, we claim to believe in biblical community. I think it's good that we live it. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts about this whole idea, guys? I think it's been good, really good conversation. Well, this is just a personal one to those who don't stay for Wednesday. <laughs> you lose, you miss out, um, as we joke with that. But on the same so token of that, uh, your kids will too grow up and you will have an empty nest. <laughs> and then you can have the extra blessing of an extra day. Seriously, um, the whole week is awesome. But just to, to sit back and just laugh you know, just do random stuff together. We found a great eating place yesterday in Vanita. We will go back to. And so, uh, anyway, just having fun with you guys. It's, it's, uh, it, it is, it, it's easier to stay here than to go back sometimes. Yeah, but God has called us to go back because my wife would kill me. <laughs> You're too young to die. My, and my wife is grateful that I get some time <laughs> Take your time, Jim. It's, yeah, exactly. Don't Andrew's always like, are you sure that there's not a Thursday day that you can be <laughs> away and... Maybe become more like Jesus. She's always <laughs> wanting me to become more like Jesus. She's a good woman. She is. She is. She is a good All woman. right. <laughs>